So here's the title of the message today. You ready? Yes. It's going to get better. I declare to this congregation, everybody listening and watching right now by live stream, it's going to get better. Say, Pastor, why are you saying that? Because you need to believe it and you need to start saying it. Do you realize that everything in this seen world came into existence through things in the unseen world? Faith is one of those unseen things that causes things to be seen in this world. And you are not a nobody. Do you know another reason you need to believe things are going to get better from this day forward? Because you are made in the image and likeness of God and you have power you didn't realize. You are not a nobody. You're not a victim. The Bible says you're a victor. The reason people live defeated lives is because they've not been taught and or they're not believing what God said. It's going to get better. What is your mental state, your physical health, your marriage, your family, your finances? Let me tell you another reason I know it's going to get better for you that are here today and you that are watching who couldn't be here. You know why it's going to get better? Because you can't look to the Lord and you can't look to his word without your life getting better. Amen. So you're already in the process of allowing God to make things better in your life. Look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. Everybody say it's going to get better. If you want to get a little bold, say it's going to get way better. What is, Pastor? Your health, your strength level, your peace level. Your family, your marriage, your job, your finances. It's going to get better. You're either letting things happen or you are making things happen. I suggest you get on the making things happen side of life instead of the letting things happen. There are forces that will oblige you if you're just kicking back and letting things happen. Forces you don't like. Invisible powers and things that will try to mess with your life. Don't just sit there and let things run over you. Jesus gave you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. But you got to use it. You got to use your faith. You got to use your words. So and look here at Proverbs chapter four. Solomon, by the wisdom of God, tells us our part in things getting better. Proverbs four, verse 20 through 22 My son or my daughter, attend to my words. This is God talking through Solomon to everybody on the planet. My son or my daughter, attend to my words. What are we doing right now? We're attending to God's words. That's a good thing if you want the next verse. Incline your ear unto my sayings. This means bend your ear. Don't just let words bounce off your eardrums. Let them sink down in your ears. Think about them. Respect them. Declare. This is God talking to me. Incline your ear into my sayings. Next verse. Don't let these words depart from your eyes. In other words, know the word of God enough that when you close the Bible, it's still on your mind. Or you can pull it up when you need it. (coughs) 
Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep God's word in the middle of your heart. Oh, so what good's that going to do? Now, as we read the next verse, you're going to find out why you're opposed at times to going to church. You're going to be opposed about, uh, concerning reading your Bible, reading your chapter a day. Why? Because of the power that it will release in your life. There are invisible forces. The devil, El Diablo, whoever you want to call him. The, Jesus called him Satan, Lucifer, right? He don't want you experiencing verse 22. So, of course, there's going to be opposition to you and me hearing words from God's word. Right. I just so hard to go to church, probably because something real big and wonderful is waiting for you. If you just press through your flesh and those lies and get there. Next verse. What happens if we attend to God's word? His words are life unto those that find them and health. Oh. How much of their flesh? I submit unto you, church, you can't not get better by being here today. Let me slow down. You can't not get better according to this verse. Life to all your flesh. You know what that means? That means your pinky on your right hand. Health to all your flesh. You know what that means? That means your liver that the doctor said is shot. Yeah, but pastor, my liver's in bad shape because I, I, I abused my body. Yeah, and he'll deliver you from your destructions if you turn to him because he loves you. Psalm 107, we showed it up on the screen during the, the sign video. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. The ones you created? Well, my liver's messed up or this is messed up because I have abused my body. Well, he'll, for, he'll heal you. He'll forgive you. He'll deliver you from your own destructions. But you got to believe it, church. So how many of you want life in your life? How many want to go beyond existing? Let me put it that way. You want to go beyond existing? Read your Bible. Go to a church that's preaching the Bible, not just things out of the Reader's Digest. Our men's opinion. Read the Bible, hear the Bible, and God promised that it would be life unto you and it would be health to all your flesh. So what's happening right now as we're speaking here and talking the word? Your life's getting better. Say this, it's getting better. It's getting better all the time. Beatles had it right. At least in that one. It's getting better, right? It's getting better. Say this, it's getting better. If you would please put up on the, the screen, Michael, the church graphic of our purpose. I wanted to show this to you. The reason, again, we're sharing this with you. See, this is the purpose of our church. Our purpose is to grow up believers so they can go into all the world and be an influence for Jesus Amen. and make a difference before they take their last breath. Right. Angels aren't going to do our job for us. We're the ones that got to go out there, preach the gospel, be an influence for the Lord. This is our, this is our purpose. And so I wanted to show that to you because what's happening right now is this purpose is being fulfilled. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm getting some good stuff. (laughs) I'm getting the good stuff. What are you going to do with the good stuff, guys? You're going to deal it out, right? Because you're going to be places I can't be. You're going to be places the church staff can't be. You have an orbit of life that only you can influence. So you're going to take the good stuff. 
and you're going to be a hope dealer. What are you going to tell people around you? Hey, it can be way better. Your life can turn around. Things are going to get better. Okay, I'm going to get a little ahead of myself, but let me say this. Do you know why things go better for certain people? A main reason? Listen closely. It's because of something invisible. See, first, everything visible comes from the invisible, whether you realize it or not. This whole world was created by the unseen faith and words of God. Do you realize there is another universe? Uh-oh, quantum physics in church. <laughs> How many of you know that the Bible talks about worlds uh, that God created? Well, look at the scripture. I'll quote it to you right now. It says that through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, worlds uh, were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, that principle is still in operation. And there's been huge gaps in this thing called quantum physics until recently they started realizing, hmm, parallel universe. What's that called? Well, Jesus talked about it all the time. He said the kingdom of God is different than the kingdoms of this world. There's different rules that govern that kingdom and they supersede this world. How many of you know that? Jesus knew these things when he spoke to a tree and he believed that what he said was going to come to pass. The tree dried up. Let me tell you one of the most powerful forces in the universe. The ability to speak what you believe. Whether you realize it or not, through faith, we understand That the worlds were framed by the word of God. Who's God? Your daddy. I wonder if there's any a daddy in the children. Better be or you're not his kid. We're the offspring of God. We're not made to be trampled on and marred. Jesus came to show us how to rule as kings in this life. He gave us power. He gave us his name. He gave us authority. He rebirthed our human spirit when we believed in him. We're no longer separated from the Lord. Say this. We got power. We got the power. We got the power. We do. We actually taught a whole series on television a few years ago entitled, We Got the Power. Like to blow away our city because we're talking about these very things on television. How many think we should go on TV again and talk about these truths? Get people out of their ruts of victimhood or whatever. (sighs) Let me take a breath. (laughs) Let this sink in. Go with me to Numbers chapter 21. I didn't finish the question, did I? Do you know why things get better for some people? Because they believe they're getting better. Everybody say believe. Believe. Now now listen, listen, this is really interesting. I know you probably think it's something different. Do you know why things don't get better for some people? Because they believe. 
things aren't getting better. Oh, come on, church. Did you hear that? They're both believing issues. You can believe for good things or you can believe for things to stay the way they are. Right? How many of you would rather not reinforce what is if what is is what you don't want? Well, pastor, I'm just telling the truth. I'm just speaking it like it is. No, you're enforcing something that is. Did you know you can change some things, child of God? Did you know that you can make some decisions and say some things and actually change some things? And I'm going to show you just a little bit before we're done that even science now is starting to see, hmm, maybe Jesus was right. And they know maybe about it. Of course he's right. Anybody having fun besides the preacher? So, Numbers 21, verse 7 through 9. Here, here's another reason I can boldly tell you that are here today that it's going to get better. You ready? Therefore the people came to Moses. They're all wandering in the wilderness, about a million of them, you know, from Egypt trying to get to the promised land. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. How many know even if you sinned and messed up badly, there's still healing and hope for you. <clears throat> Things can still get better. We've sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you, Moses. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Before we go on here, what happened here is they opened the door to the enemy. They're sinning. They're talking against God and his leaders. Open the door. The devil had access. This was not God making bad things happen. This was them stepping out from under the protection of the Lord through their constant rebellion and disobedience. But thank God you can come back. You can repent, say, Lord, forgive me. Get right back in the protection of God. But now notice all these serpents just started coming out of the wilderness from everywhere and biting the people of God. And they were dying by the droves. And they're like, Moses, we repent. We're sorry. Please pray to God for us that he take away these serpents. Now notice what the Lord said. Next verse. And the Lord said unto Moses, make you a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. Now, Troy, what's your position? What do you, what's, what's your? Flight paramedic. Flight paramedic. Do you have? Yeah, yeah. So, so when you see an ambulance... And you see the symbol of the brazen pole and the snake that wraps around it? That's from this verse of scripture right here. It's, it's a type of Christ being crucified, becoming sin for us on the tree so we could go to heaven and be healed and delivered. Amen. And so God told Moses, make a fiery serpent, which was a type of Christ being crucified, set it on a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looks on the pole and the serpent on the pole, going to live. They're going to be healed. They're going to live. Next verse. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Wow. Is there one more verse? And that's pretty much it. So everyone that looked. Now, now, now here, here's the challenge. What are you going to be tempted to look at when disease hits you? Bad doctor's report hits you. 
don't think a glance is going to do much, but focusing on the problem is not how you get healed divinely. So let me, let me share this, and I think we have a slide for this one, because it's such a powerful thing. How, how do you fix something without focusing on it and examining it? Because we live in a world, well, if I'm going to fix this, I've got to give all my attention to it. God said, if you want things fixed in your life, look to Him more than the problem. Look to him with highest respect, not the problem. So put up on the screen that other graphic. I think it's how, how do you know the situation? How do you fix the situation while you're attending to something else? You don't. God fixes it. <laughs> how do you fix a situation when you're not focused on it? You know, if they would have focused on the snake bites, they would have died. But the temptation was, oh, it's getting worse. What do I do? What do I do? It's like, get your mind off of that. Get your eyes on the pole, which is a type of Christ. See Jesus on the cross, right? What happens when you're looking there? God's able to do things where you're not looking. This is one of the things you have to really get ingrained in you because when it comes to a battle of life, you're going to be severely tempted to look at the pain Look at the bad doctor's report. Focus on this. Focus on the problem. Focus on this. Focusing on the problem never fixed any problem. And it's going to take faith. Because if you ain't focused on the problem, who is? The Lord can take care of it. How do I know it's going to get better for you today? Well, where are you looking today? Where are you looking right now? Hopefully you're focused on the scriptures we're sharing. Anybody want to live? Have better health? A better family? A better marriage? Well, look to the Lord. Let me quote you the scripture. Psalm 119, verse 92. And Michael might have it. He'll put it on the screen, but you don't have to turn there. The psalmist said, If your word had not been my delight, Lord, I would have perished in my affliction. The psalmist said, Lord... If your word had not been my focus and my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. Interesting. What was he looking at that caused him not to perish? The affliction? The problem? Let me see how I can fix this. Let me go on Google and find out all the reasons that this happened and who else had this. No. How about God? Google or God? Hmm. Who should I counsel with about this? Uh, I'll help you with the answer. God. Look to the Lord, because he can fix anything. In Psalm 119, verse 23 and verse 24, David said, Princes did persecute me without a cause. But what was I doing? I was wrapped up in your word. I meditated in your statue. See, he said, he could have focused on the princes. He could have focused on the persecution from the enemy. But instead, he said, I'm going to stay wrapped up in God's word. I'm going to meditate on his statutes. And that's how he got free. That's how he wasn't destroyed. The devil is the master of distraction. He'll do everything he can to get your eyes off of Jesus and on the waves and the wind. So that you begin to sink into your problem. Isn't that what happened to Peter when he walked on the water? Lord, if that's you, 
invite me to come. And what's the Lord going to say? Well, it's not me, so I guess you better stay in the boat. Oh, it's me. Come. Right. Peter stepped out of the boat on a stormy day, walked on the water to go to Jesus. But the master of distraction caught his attention. And so look at this wave. Look at this wind. You're going to die. You're going to die. When he got his eyes off of Jesus, the Bible says he saw the wind and the waves that were boisterous. He began to sink. So the number one thing we need to be working on is not fixing the problem. It's fixing our gaze on the Lord, on his promises and on his word. If you can control your focus, you can control your life. Now, do you want to see some interesting things here? Um, I want you to um, <laughs> Mark eleven twenty three. We'll, we'll we'll wrap. Maybe anybody want to wrap with me? <laughs> I couldn't say it. <laughs> Scratch the wrap. Um, I like wrap though. Sometimes, especially when it comes to people wrapping my presents and giving them to me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Come on, look at look at Mark eleven twenty three. Now you're gonna think you're gonna think what you're about to read here is crazy, and I agree with you. This is crazy if it wasn't in the Bible and in red letters. I would think this is absolutely ridiculous if it wasn't the Lord Jesus that said it. Jesus said, "Truly, I say to you." That whosoever, everybody say, I'm a whosoever. whosoever. (laughs) Whosoever shall say to this mountain, picture the mesa, the book cliffs, the compadre, the monument. Whoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, mountain. Be cast into the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. All right. Does that sound crazy or what? (laughs) It does if it wasn't Jesus saying it. This is Jesus teaching us to act like our father. He wants us getting results like the father gets results. Now, like most things in life, you have to develop into them. Just because you heard it right now doesn't mean it's going to work 100% for you when church is over. But you can get on the road immediately to higher level results in these things. Whosoever. Now, if you back up a few verses, let me just give you the context of this verse here. Jesus and his disciples were walking by a tree one day and Jesus was hungry and there was no figs on it and he spoke to the tree Jesus your master your Lord spoke to a tree I figured the creator can speak to anything in the creation he wants to he spoke to the tree and said no man eat fruit of you tree hereafter forever and his disciples heard him they came by the next morning and Peter freaked out and said, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus said, have faith in God. The original Greek says it like this. Have the God kind of faith. Now, why would that be so strange if you're a child of God? Right? right. right? right. 
I was waking up this morning, and I believe the Lord gave it to me this way. He could say it this way. Disciples, whosoever, operate in faith like God operates in faith. Because the next two verses talk about operating in faith, not just having faith. Go back to verse 23. Here he says, have, have the faith of God. He says, what do you mean? Well, here's how God operates. Here's how you should operate. If you want things to get better and you want things to change, you better monitor closely what you say. If you really believe what Jesus said right here, you will monitor very closely what you're believing and what you're saying. You all remember that the centurion came to Jesus whose servant was sick and ready to die. And the centurion came to him and said, Lord, come heal my servant before he dies. Jesus went with him. Actually, the centurion said, Lord, I changed my mind. You don't need to come under my roof. Speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Then he said, I'm a man under authority. I'm under those above me and I have soldiers under me. I say to one, go, he goes to another, comes, he comes. The centurion recognized Jesus had authority over disease and sickness and demons. He said, Jesus, all you got to do is speak the word and my servant will be healed. Jesus marveled at a man's faith. And you think, what could God of the universe marvel at? He marveled at his faith. How many want to marvel Jesus? That's quite a, that's quite a accomplishment. Where the Lord, the King of Kings, the Lord of God goes, wow, what a human being did. Well, interesting thing happened is Jesus told this man, this centurion, go your way as you have believed, so be it unto you. How many think it's a really good thing that the man wasn't believing his servant was going to get worse and die? Because he would have got that. He said, as you have believed. How many know it's important what you believe? Because this works in the negative as well as the positive. This is why nobody should ever be afraid of the word cancer. Cancer is a biological, physical thing that can totally be overridden by powers in the kingdom of God where we operate. Cancer, cancer, the name cancer or the doctor's report that says cancer or a thing in your body that says cancer, that's really not the big issue. Let me tell you what the big issue is. Believing. It's going to get worse and you're going to die. That's the big deal, not the biological problem in the body. That can be fixed easily. Huh? You know, a lot of times the enemy suggests things to us with feelings and symptoms, hoping that we use our God-given faith to make it bigger and overcome us. You need to uncover all your hidden beliefs. Find out what you're really believing on the inside because your life is moving in the direction of your most predominant beliefs. Uncover them. Ask God to help you discover. What do you, what do you fully perceive? And I like to say it this way. Get these scriptures in your mind and in your heart and then get an attitude about it. Go from principles of faith to a spirit of faith. 
Go from just seeing things one, two, three, four, to and you're talking like David. Who is this uncircumcised Amen. Philistine yes. defying the armies of the living God? Not once did David call Goliath a giant. Amen. Hmm? Scripture records just basic knowledge. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. And God said, sure is dark out here. Man, is it dark out here. You cut it with a knife. It is so dark out here. No, he didn't say one thing about the darkness. And David didn't say one thing about the giant, other than he's an uncircumcised Philistine. He's in no covenant with God, and I am, so he's going down. He came at that giant not with principles of faith. He came at that giant with the spirit of faith. Yeah. You got to get an attitude about it. How's it going? It's going great. How do you feel? I may not feel real well right now, but by his stripes I was healed. Yeah. You have to get an attitude about it. So you, you look at this scripture and you think, wow, wait, wait. We can change matter with faith-filled words? If you believe you can't, you're going to get those results. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm glad. I do not have to be pushed around, assaulted, and abused by the powers and forces that are going on around us. Uh, let's just, it's, boy, I got to close here. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> Says who? No. <laughs> Can I just show you a little bit about quantum physics for a second or two and how some things they've been discovering? Let, let me just, just show you that now there is um, a guy named Fred Allen Wolf, and I don't know if you've heard of his name, Sean, um, but Fred Allen Wolf has a book called Parallel Universes. They're starting to realize in, in science that maybe there's more than the physical universe. Maybe there's another world occupying the same space and time, but we just can't see them and they can't necessarily see us. I know, I saw that Star Trek too with a, with a nebula cloud and they flew into it and there was a parallel Star Trek and there was evil Star Trek guys on one craft and, and the other one. <laughs> and the good ones are on... Okay, that's not quite what we're talking about. But if you'll start understanding and realizing that there is another realm going on concurrently with this realm, it'll help your faith. And when you speak and believe, you'll actually have more faith that things will change because this other world is very real. So let me just show you a couple things about Mark eleven twenty three before we end today. Everybody say unseen forces. I want, to, I want to show you a quote from Woody Allen, first of all. Um, yeah, you know who Woody Allen is, I'm sure. Director, producer of many movies. Interesting what some of these people say. It's like they tap into stuff. Would you show that one quote up there? He says, there's no question that there is an unseen world. The problem is how far is it from Midtown and how late is it open? <laughs> and that's what this book on quantum physics starts with by this guy named... Uh, What's his name? Interesting, they both have the last, last name. Fred Allen Wolf, actually middle name. 
Uh, so let me read you a couple things here. Out of this book that Fred Allen Wolf authored about quantum physics, he said, Since the discovery of new physics, the question of the existence of parallel universes, worlds that exist side by side with our own, has taken on a new interest well beyond speculation. And without the existence of this, these other worlds, there's gaps in their theories. They said, quote in this book, he said, and you might have this one on a slide. Uh, he said, there must be other universes besides our own. Universes that exist side by side with our own and ever perhaps occupying the same space as our own in some ghostly manner. <laughs> now, this is, this is going to help your faith because Jesus operated in this realm called the kingdom of God on the earth. He said the kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of God has come unto you. He's talking about a realm where God operates. And the laws that govern that realm supersede the laws that govern this realm. That's why Jesus could walk on water. And the law of gravity not pull him to the bottom of the lake. That's why Jesus could walk into a room, doors being shut, with a physical flesh and bone body. He was... The, do you realize that nothing's really solid? Huh? Do you realize if you got the microscopes out and you really penetrated into anything that seems solid, you would see that there's space between molecules in this thing and the whole thing is constantly moving. Huh? Now we may talk about some more of this next week. I'm not going to promise you, but there's some things, there's some connections between understanding some of these things and what Jesus said. They will increase your faith. And when you speak to a tumor on your body and you realize that the sound vibrations and the energy of your faith directed at that can actually make a change and cause that thing to disappear eventually. It's happened to me. Not with a tumor. Something, I've spoken to some things and they've disappeared. Not immediately. It works, church. I even have a book at home that says, Four Medical Doctors, not even a Christian book. It's a, it's a book on vision therapy. I tell the church this all the time. It's on the natural way to better eyesight. And one of the exercises in there is they talk about how studies of cancer patients have shown that spontaneous remission occurs most often in patients who curse and revile their tumors. This is doctors. They could have went to the... Store, got a Bible, saved millions of dollars on research and just believe what Jesus said. Whosoever shall say to this tumor, be thou removed, be cast, who cares, just not here. Shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Have what? Whatever he what? Are words important? Notice he didn't say you have what you believe. You got to release your faith. He'll have whatever he says. Now, let me just read you a couple of things here. Sound comes before sight. If you want things to change out here, you've got to do some changing right here. What came first? Light or God said? What came first? Light, 186,000 miles a second, hasn't stopped yet. What came first? That or sound? God said, let there be light. Yep. Church, I want to encourage you today. Start talking better and you'll start living better. Start believing better and you'll start living better. Things will get better. 
Things will get better. It may not be overnight. Some things are miraculous, instantaneous. Some things are by degree. But if you've got God's word on it, hang on like a bulldog and just keep believing and saying what God says. Things have to change. You can't not get better if you're believing what God said and saying what he said. Sound comes before sight. Don't you like that? Jesus said that if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, Back in those days, that was about the smallest thing they could think of, you know, in the, the plant area, the seed area. So small you can hardly see it. What he's saying there is if you have faith so small that like, it's, like, it's like faith is like invisible. It's like it doesn't even look like it's there. But if you add words to that faith, you'll not only move a tree, you'll move a mountain, the Lord said. Will you ever need to do that in this life? No, I doubt it. But isn't it glad to know you got the power if you did? Yeah. Some of these are powers of the world to come manifesting in this life to a degree. You know, I, I don't want to get all heavy on you guys, so just, just know this. Jesus just wants you to believe what he said and talk like it's true. And things will have to get better because there's no force in this natural world that's greater than the force of believing and saying. All right, so let's finish this up here. Let's uh, show the Adam graphic. <laughs> the Adam graphic. <laughs> So, do you see the atom there? All right, and do you see the little electrons, the little three little dots that kind of orbit the atom, or the, the, uh, the center, the nucleus? You see that? See those three little dots? That pretty much determines what happens to that atom, the shape, the size, the temperature, the solid, the gas, or whatever. What's interesting, this is going to freak you out probably, but this is so cool here. It says the electron is not always there in particle form, the little dots. Now, this is interesting. You ready? It exists in a waveform like a cloud everywhere at once until, all right, until someone looks at it. Scientists. This is interesting. Those little dots don't appear until someone looks at it. In other words, it knows it's being watched. Get this, guys. It suddenly appears as a dot or a particle. How does it know someone's looking at it? One of the difficulties in quantum physics is that the particles behave somewhat differently for each observer. In other words, these atoms know if you're in faith or not. They knew Jesus was. The tree went, okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Interesting. Now, listen. Does the electrons behave according to what the scientists believe? Jesus said, whosoever shall say. Tree, mountain, problem in the body, whatever. Be removed. Be fixed. I curse this dumb thing at the roots and command it to dry up and leave my body. Does that thing know if you're just playing games or if you really mean it? It's like all matter stands at the attention of our words and our faith. The things that you desire are made up of atoms. They know what you believe. <laughs> <laughs> what you say and how you behave, and they behave accordingly. 
I better stop. <laughs> Let's just go back to the scripture. How do you know things are going to get better in your life? Number one, you're a child of God. And you've probably got a lot of power you haven't been using. Number two, you're looking to the Lord. You're looking to the Word. And everyone that looks, lives. Number three, you have the ability to speak faith-filled words at situations and circumstances, and things can actually get better for you if you know how to believe right and talk right. The Bible says, choose this day, life or death, blessing or cursing. And then Proverbs says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. So how do you choose life and how do you choose death? How do you choose blessing and how do you choose cursing? Solomon said, death and life is in the power of the tongue. The key is staying consistent in what you believe and say and not delaying the process with a good confession and a bad confession. Oh, we're going to make it through this financial crisis. Oh, we just got two extra bills. We're never going to get out of debt. It's like driving down the road, hitting the curb on this side and hitting the curb on this side. How about just keep it down the middle of the road? All right, all right, looks bad, looks bad, but I believe. Amen. I believe that my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Let's stand up, church.